Good day, Buffet. Sorry to keep you waiting. Your table is ready for How You Can Eat, a weekly comeback of K-pop music commentary. My name is Chuck Jose, and each week we take a brand new release and we let you know exactly, not roughly, exactly what we think about it. But before we get to that, it's nice. We had a very, very nice subunit episode last week, but we are finally, it's been a while. It's been two weeks, I think, since we've been back together and I'm very happy to say that I before we get to our episode I got to quickly introduce you to the other co-leaders of the show/group his name is Alan Mark and he is looking sort of refreshed maybe tired I can't tell it's hard it's hard to t- a little bit of both I think maybe internally tired Definitely externally, you're looking pretty fly. So, Alan Mark, it's good to have you back. How are you doing? What's been going on? Any updates for our listeners and Stephen and I? Ah, uh, yes. Truly been a stained moment in our time because it has been a while since I've been on this call. Um, but yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm, doing, eh, I'm doing okay. I, yeah, so I missed last week because I was sick. I, th- I came down with a cold. Uh, yeah, don't let two-year-olds cough in your face. Uh, so try yeah, just good, no, just good. Sneeze, they, yeah. She sneezed oh, yeah. in my face or like in my general direction. Um, so yeah, I just was out. Uh, and then yeah, just you know, body like physical ailments occurring throughout this past like seven to eight days. So I'm like getting over it. But so I've been in and out of work. But otherwise, I'm good. Um, getting back into the Dawes of it all with. Another class. Ah. Um, but yeah, other, like otherwise, quite well. Pretty soon, we're going to have to dedicate a How You Can Eat episode to your two songs that you've created. Or you will create. So uh, mm-hmm. get ready for that. That's going to be Stephen and I's potluck contributions. It's going to be your songs. You can't pick your own songs. That's just very, you know, vain of you. Sure. Like, we have to we have to pick it for you. Yeah. But um, Yeah, Carly yeah. Simon's not writing about me. So, yeah. <laughs> um and of course rounding out the big three is the one that hails from nyc it's steven how about you how are you doing i'm doing okay um yeah the my building's radiators are now on which means it's dipped below 58 degrees and <laughs> they have to legally turn them on it was like it was like 45 degrees yesterday morning and then i was upset it was uh yeah. We we just had a random hot day yesterday. Oh, in man. in my my city it just it jumped to 85. I don't know what it was like for you in Oakland and Almark, but it I had it was like 50s, low 60s all week and then randomly hot day and then it's back to being cold again. But my gosh, I like this is 
She's saying this is the start of winter or the it's start just of gonna fall. Get, yeah, getting colder. Uh, oh, it's been it's probably going to stick around the 50s for a couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, it's just going to drop. Uh, but it was a nice, uh, nice run we had. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I, I, uh, I remember when you first moved to New York, I feel like you weren't prepared uh, clothing yeah, wise, I, I wasn't really. I didn't have a like a puffy jacket or like yeah, a heavy yeah. jacket. And then I went to a thrift store and I got like a very <laughs> puffy one. It was like really bulky, but it was it was really warm. Um, yeah. But then eventually, I just got like just one from Uniqlo that was a little lighter, uh, but still pretty warm. And I, I use that one a lot. But yeah. I- I'm curious uh, because you have such varying degrees, literally, uh, of weather in New York. Do you have like, do you swap out your closets for like the winter time? Like, do you store your your heavy big coats? Because here in California, it's pretty much the same every single day. It'll just get maybe a little bit colder and rainy on one day, but I, I feel like I just have the same outfits every single season. Yeah, people do that here. I I. I don't really. I just like, I have a closet where I can put my jackets or like, and I can um, keep them there yeah. year round. But I, my wardrobe's generally like pretty similar. I'm not going to wear just like t shirts outside all the time. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't swap out my laundry or my, my wardrobe. But the people do that. Like, that sure. makes sense. Uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I need uh, to start busting out more of my fall outfits. I, I, my pretend, uh, pea coats and whatever long beige trench coat looking things. Yeah. Um, except uh, no, nobody makes clothes in my size, uh, as you, you two probably can attest to. Um, so everything looks like I look like a big, I look like a little baby <laughs> in these clothes that I'm wearing. I could get them tailored, but it's too much effort, and I just don't want to think about how much it would cost to tailor a coat. Mm-hmm. Um, and listeners. I know I don't normally do this, oh, yeah. but I'm going to tell oh. you how I'm doing, and I'm doing great. Uh, but I do have yeah. a fun anecdote anecdote to tell you. I've been meaning to tell you this story uh, because it's uh, it hasn't it, it hasn't escaped my mind. But um, on my quest to try to get the the dark like the gray and black version of Twice's Between One and Two. Um, I encountered a pretty interesting situation. So um, I missed out on all the pre-orders everywhere and I was too lazy to like really pursue it. So then I realized like, oh, Target. Target sells like the big name groups. So then I went to Target, pre-ordered one, or pre-ordered it, ordered one, came, it was the blue version. And I was like, cool, that's fun. It's like springy, whatever. But I really want wanted the gray and black version. So then I ordered another one from Target.com. Mm-hmm. And then it came. But then I realized there was a Target nearby that also had in stock. So I was like, oh, I'll just go there. And then I'll just pick it up. I go to Target. There is no nothing on display. There's BTS. There's, uh, there's a million 17 albums. There's Blackpink. Oh, no, not Blackpink. Oh, no, old Blackpink. Um, what else was there? Whatever. And hyphen. Every there's like 
and Enhypen has a new album every single month. And so Target is just full of Enhypen. Anyway, I asked the lady working the electronics section. I was like, do you have any more of this album? And then she was like, uh, I don't know. Could I get the code? And I was like, yeah, here you go. And so she goes to the back. And then, because uh, I see on the app, there's 15 left in this Target. So then I'm like, oh, I'm going to get all of them. So then I, um, she comes back and then she's holding the gray and black one. Only that. And she's like, this is the only one we have in the bag. And wow. I was like, that's fine. I will take that. Thank you very much. So I grab it, pay for it. Then I go home. The second Target.com comes in, I open the box and I'm like, oh, it's another blue one. I don't <coughs> need this anymore. Oh. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to return it. Go to Target. Go to the return section, and I'm like, Hello, ma'am. I would like to return this because I no longer need it. And then she was like, Oh, was there anything wrong with it? I was like, No, I just don't want it anymore. It hasn't been opened, and uh, I just would like to return it. And so then she starts looking at it, and I don't know what's going on in her mind. She thinks I probably, she sees like this sticker that says Target exclusive, you know, card, whatever. And then her first thought, I think, I don't know if this is common practice, but her first thought was, let me open it up and inspect the whole thing to see that all the contents are there. So then I just watch her ruin this, like this intact, unopened box. She's like rifling through, she's like fanning the booklet, trying to see. And then she, I, she she doesn't have any idea what's in it, right? Um, and so she just she sees the CD, cool. <laughs> I'm like, it's in there. It hasn't been open. <laughs> Nothing was taken out. And then she just dumps it in like the cart with all the um, other returned um, media and stuff. And I was just like, what? Why? Yeah. You you wouldn't open an action figure if it was being returned, anyway. That's my anecdote. Wow. I have no idea why that was why that happened, but here we are. Did you did you ever show us what photo cards you got? Or no. did you get in that? I forget. I have to go double okay. check. Oh yeah. But I think it's 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 in my favor. Oh um, nice. Okay. And Alan Mark's favor. Oh. <laughs> N- not in your favor, Stephen. I'm so sorry. It's all right. Oh I am. Anyway, yeah. that's how I'm doing. I, I actually have a similar story, except it's with candles at Bath and Body Works. And I had to drive to Appleton. Oh, okay, never mind. I have no frame of reference, but that sounds like a far place. Uh, No, there's a video someone made. It was just like them saying they might boycott Bath and Body Works. Before some like, there was a long candle story. And then someone made a TikTok of them just like... Doing reciting the same exact thing uh, in front of a video of the the original video, and it was like so compelling. I, I don't know why, but yeah, it, that was just really funny. Uh, oh but it's actually it, your story did remind me of that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I just like you just ruined this perfectly, like I don't know, intact. Like you just ruined the experience. Like you can't resell this thing anymore. Like I don't. What were you yeah. like? Was the plan to just throw it away? I don't know. Just like, and like, it wasn't even like 
she was carefully going through the booklet. Like she was like straight up flipping, like bending, and I was like, "Oh, that hurts." And then she was, it's like, "It all right? It will go back to your 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 payment uh, card." And I was like, "Okay, thanks." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, wow. Okay, that's my that's my target K-pop albums uh, <laughs> story. All right, let's talk about let's talk about the real K-pop that we're going to talk about this week, guys. Um, let's talk about some fun stuff that have come out this week. Let's talk about some info because we want to know more about this group, and let's talk about the actual album we're going to cover. So, Stephen, you of course start us off um, with a nice, wonderful menu of delicious treats. So uh, why did you take it away and let us know the specials of the week? Yeah, thank you, Chuck. Uh, we are continuing a busy month with five more pretty interesting releases. I, I didn't have quite as much time to research each one, but um, I, I went only so far as Tuesday to get all five. But yeah, they're pretty, pretty big. Uh, so first up, we have four from Monday. Um First one is Idol's new mini album called I Love with the title track Nude, spelled N-X-D-E. And this is Idol's fifth mini album. There are six new songs. Uh, All of the songs were uh, composed by the members. Uh, Soyeon, Yuki, and Mini each have two uh, composer credits on this. And then Soyeon did lyrics on all of them. Um, but we also see the Platinum um, production group Houdini and Yummy Tone. Uh, so yeah, that's Idol. Uh, I think a lot of uh, people were talking about just the, the concept for this. So go, go check that out if you haven't already. Um, next up, we have a solo debut. It is Lee Chanyuk of Akmu with his full-length album called Error. And the title track, Panorama, uh, there are 11 tracks and they all have the same exact credits on them according to the track list. Lyrics by Chanyuk and composed by Chanyuk, Millennium and Shi Huang. Um, one of the songs has a feature from Chonga and that one is called Goodbye, Stay Well. And it actually has the same Korean title as Big Bang's Last Farewell. So... They just, uh, you know, decided a, a different English name. I'm always curious how that works. Um, same day, uh, we have a comeback from the group or the band N Flying, a mini album called Dearest with the title track I Like You. Um, this is the band's eighth mini album. And I think their first, like, non-single uh, album of the year. And... They will be on hiatus after this release when guitarist Chahun and drummer Jaehyun begin their military service. I think that was the big news of this week. Uh, leader Jay Don co-wrote and composed all of the tracks as well. Uh, and then the aiming songwriting group also appeared on all but one track. And then all of the members participated on the last song on the album called Shooting Star. Uh, the last release on... Monday is a debut from a new group called Pattern. The song is called Malibu. Uh, This is a five-member boy group under S-I-E-T-E Entertainment, 
or I guess Siete Entertainment. And I don't think they're like a completely new group. They maybe have debuted, but in Japan in 2018 or 2020. Their history is a bit unclear. Um, so maybe we'll learn more in the, the coming weeks. But a couple of the members were in other groups that have debuted before or called Pure Boy and Pure L. Uh, they were also on, I think, Produce one of the Produce 101 seasons. Yeah, I don't know too much about them. But still, uh, good luck to Pattern. And lastly, our release on Tuesday is a single from Rain. It's called Domestic, and it is a collaboration with the show Street Man Fighter. Um, And there's a video with each of the crews doing some choreo, and then Rain joins them later on. And he's wearing a jacket, of course, over no no shirt underneath. So (laughs) classic Rain. Um, The song is by Ser, C-Z-A-E-R, and... Risky Pizza. So yeah, it's a pretty, it has some interesting lyrics. They go through some blood types in, in the chorus. But yeah, that's Rain. He definitely is keeping up with all the younger guys. Uh, so yeah, go check that out. And uh, check out that show too if you, if you want to watch. Um, so yeah, those are my specials of the week. Wonderful. Thanks, Steven. Um, the name of that show was what again? Street Man Fighter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> It's uh, it's the male dancer version yeah. of Street Woman Fighter that happened last year. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because that, yeah, that should clear up all the confusion. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. That makes sense. I thought it was some sort of like um, copyright avoidance thing from <laughs> Street Fighter or something like that. Um, anyway. Okay. Uh, I'm excited for this rundown. I'm excited for this episode. Um, but we got to know a little bit more about who we're going to be talking about. And so last week, I did a horrible job <laughs> giving a rundown <laughs> for Mama Moo. It that was, was my bad. I, oh, it's all no, good. It's okay. No, no, no. It was not way, your responsibility. I was way too sick to even like, think about <laughs> no. writing anything. You didn't have to know. It totally was not your responsibility to, to worry about that. So, um, But it was so funny just watching me uh, or he, I'm sure, hearing me uh, just go through the Wikipedia and just be like, oh, why did we go through this group that's been around for so long? There's so many things to talk about. Um, but yeah, it just goes to show how much love and <laughs> I'm sure there's love, uh, how much effort Alamark uh, puts mm-hmm. into these rundowns. So um, I'm glad he's back. He can do a proper rundown and we are going to need it. Because some people may not even have heard of this group before. So, Al Mark, would you do us the pleasure of giving us this week's rundown? Sure thing. All right. So, I'll just get right into it. So, after Eyes One's disbandment on April 29th, 2021, fans were eager to see what was in store for the members in their respective companies. After a handful of solo and group debuts uh, leading into early 2022, a couple names stood out in anticipation of their next steps. Miyawaki Sakura, who had graduated from the, K- uh, from the J-pop group HKT48 in June 2021, and Kim Chae-won, who left original company Wulim Entertainment with rumors circulating that Source Music and Hybe were actively recruiting her. 
Then on March 14th, 2022, Source Music officially announced they had signed Sakura and Chewan, becoming the first members of an upcoming new girl group. Then in April, they would make the official member reveals with Kim Garam, Hong Eun Che, Kazuha, and fellow Produce 48 contestant Ha Yun Jin joining the aforementioned former Eyes One members. That group would then be known as Le Seraphim, an anagram of the phrase, I'm fearless. Also, I guess, French for the Seraphim, <laughs> I guess, which is a type of angel. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, leading up to the debut, though, controversy arose when member Kim Garam was accused of bullying during her middle school days. Uh, those allegations were initially denied and legal action was taken from that point forward. Uh, but in spite of this, they still debuted as a six-member group on May 2nd, 2022 with the EP Fearless and the lead single of the same name. On May 10th, they would earn their first music show win on SBS MTV's The Show and would compile a total of four throughout these promotions. Then on May 20th, Hybe and Source issued a statement that Kim Garam would take hiatus from the group as investigations into her bullying allegation continued, and that La Seraphim would continue to promote with the remaining five members. Then, as the legal battle continued on July 20th, Hybe and Source would eventually announce that Garam's contract had been terminated and that La Seraphim would continue as a five-member group officially. Uh, this news was followed by a TikTok posted on the group's official account <laughs> that was spicy levels of petty. And I can't believe it's real, but I honestly love it so much. Yeah. yeah. I think, Steven, you're the one that sent it to us. No. Oh, did I? I think it was oh, you. Yeah, okay. Uh, anyways. I, I, yeah, I remember it. Man. <laughs> yeah, because for some reason, the 10-year-old song. Uh, yeah. Somebody that I used to know by Gautier uh, is making oh. the rounds on TikTok. Uh, oh. And yeah, it was just that it was like that. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Then in September, they announced that La Seraphim would have their first comeback. Their first release as a five-member group. Uh, which was then released on October 17th. Titled Anti-Fragile. Or Anti-Fragile. Depending on the part of the song. <laughs> uh, since it is a rookie group, I was like doing this. Here are some fun facts, mostly pre-debut, for the members of this group. So Kim Chewan, 2000 liner and leader of the group. Uh, I think the, it was revealed that she's the daughter of the theater actress Lee Ran-hee. And uh, she was also the lead vocalist and lead dancer of Eyes One. Or at least one of them. They had a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> Then Sakura, 98-liner and Japanese member. Huge gamer. She uh, she did have her own YouTube streaming channel after Eyes One disbanded. But I think once she signed with Hybe, uh, she stopped <laughs> updating that. Um, but it was fun. Yeah. And it's, they even have their own show now on YouTube. Uh, what is it called? Let's... Leniverse, uh, yeah, Leniverse, yeah, yeah, and that's why because there's a couple episodes where they go to a a PC yeah, cafe, I and oh my god, it is so fun. Sakura is in her zone playing video <laughs> yeah. games. She, yeah. So good, yeah. Um, all right, next up, Hyun Jin, 
Uh, oh, one liner, born in Seoul, South Korea, but grew up in New York where she studied theater and opera. Yes, shout out, Stephen. <laughs> uh, she was initially a Pledis trainee whom, uh, who she represented during Produce 48, where she placed 26th before transferring over to Source Music. Those Hybe connections. Uh, also, on August 9th of 2022, she released uh, a new online single, Raise Your Glass, that she wrote and recorded herself. Then there's Kazaha, uh, O3 liner and Japanese member. She studied ballet for most of her life, spending a couple of years in Amsterdam before joining Source uh, in Korea and to become a member of La Seraphim. And lastly, Hong In Che, O6 liner and the Makne. Uh, she studied at the Deaf Music Academy under their dance program prior to joining Source Music. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's La Seraphim. Uh, currently, that is La Seraphim. And we are going to talk about their first comeback. Entity, fragile, 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 fragile. All right. Did you guys were you guys fans of La Seraphim from the I'm Fearless album, or just in general, or were you just more were you like more interested in the spicy? Hot goss. Oh no, I never thought that album hot goss. Great, yeah, yeah. Enjoyed, uh, <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed the album. Um, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, I loved it. Loved it so much. I bought the album, and I need to buy this album. It's not indicative of how I feel, listeners. Um, but I think I am slotting this group in the same caliber. Uh, actually, no, it's tough. It I don't have a good because this is technically what a four point five gen. Um, I, I, we're still in the fourth gen. It's yeah. it's still definitely the still in gen. the fourth gen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably looking back, we'll be like, oh, this is in the middle part of the fourth gen. Um, but yeah, I they're they're up there. They're up there for. I mean, Stephen and I, we we have our Stacy biases, naturally. Um, but yeah, I, this group is really, really talented and good. And I really, really enjoy the first album so much so that I just would keep it on repeat. I, I, it's like the first, one of the first albums this year where I just kept it going. Like even after the week I would listen to it. That's usually what happens with these, uh, podcasts. I like, I get really engrossed into the album and then I forget about it because I'm moving on to the next one. And then I'll come back and be like, oh yeah, that song that we covered that. But this song, this album, I would just go. It does, does, didn't matter what I was doing. I would be listening to it. And so um, I was very, very, very excited to uh, come into this one. Especially the first comeback as a five unit, a, an official five unit group. But yeah, you're right. That YouTube, those YouTube, like, it's just it just reminded me of Ned uh Ned uh what what's his name from the Try Guys where they tried to edit him out from all the videos. Oh, they did oh a really good... yeah, the documentary. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, the oh, documentary on YouTube. Yeah. That was so God. funny. Yeah. You could I've see never, her like leg or I've never seen yeah. someone try so hard to pretty much just remove someone from history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if someone just watched it, they they're just like, a five no clue. group. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a five yeah. group. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! Well, yeah, the the framing, well, yeah. <laughs> the the member who left was Haruka. <laughs> right? yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, that was man. I think that was it's a, devastating. Yeah. Like you, the, the, that first episode. Yeah, it's a great just look into the whole like life of an idol. I mean, it's very or much a, a promotional thing. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, I I truthfully I don't know. If there should be more doc, like documentaries about that because I that process. I was telling uh yeah just I was telling Stephen last I don't know if I, it's on the pod but I was talking about how I was really into or I'm really into the the welcome to Wrexham and it made me love football beyond the actual sport like the actual administrative like business organization so like I would love to learn I mean we listen to K-pop all the time I would love to learn more about the his like the business side of things just like how devastating how cruel how triumphant and you know just all that stuff because I didn't know it's just like being a music artist where you're the label will give you money and it's your job to pay them back with all your songs that you pay oh. for them. And so like the same thing for K-pop, right? Like they pay for your board and food and blah, blah. And then when you when you're actually debuted, you're not really making money. You're just paying back the loan that was given to you. So like I didn't know that until I watched more behind the scenes. So yeah. anyway. Um, but yeah, this group, very good. A lot, lot of… Lot of me a lot of like you know i don't know reddit instagram tiktok uh virality behind them like right out the like right out the gate i feel like like this was this was a group that just got announced and then immediately became popular right i don't think they're yeah yeah i'd say yeah, i mean it's partly <clears throat> the hype effect as well cause oh yeah I market of a lot <laughs> like, yeah that yeah. makes sense so yeah. that, that's definitely part of it. The hype effect plus the eyes one of it. Yeah, all. Yeah, 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 of course. So yeah. like it's Cause th- not unsurprising that they had a lot of, uh, I mean, yeah, I feel like they got a lot of traction even before the song came out. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, because is, is uh, are, are they the first to actually come back into another group or ha- have uh, there been other eyes one no. people? Uh, like, I know it's been. So I feel like I've, they've done solo stuff. I've had yeah. two members. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. So yeah. I've had two members, and then, yeah, there have been a bunch of solos. Han and B, Cheyenne, Joe Yuri. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. No, no. Kwan. I think she's had a doing single. Like, she had, like, singles? Yeah. Yeah. Like, digital singles. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, um... Exciting stuff. Now we get to finally actually, um, we, we, the stars didn't align, cards weren't in our favor for, uh, um, I'm fearless, but here we are now for anti, anti TT fragile. And, uh, yeah, this is a five track mini EP. And we're going to start with Alan Mark. Um, and I figured since track number one is sort of like, uh, it's so with, I'm fearless. The first track really did feel like an intro. I am gonna make um, I'm gonna make a uh, executive decision and say that I think track number one really does play into track number two. So just for fun, just to mix it up, Alan Mark, you are gonna talk about both track number one and track number two right now. What did you feel? No, like, you know, coming into this album, like, how did you feel? Did uh, how, were your expectations met, exceeded, diminished? 
What's going on? I mean, I don't know. I don't really have uh, expectations going in uh, because it's a <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a it's a it's their first comeback. So I think these days, like they just sounds change so often and quickly that it's really like you know no one really sticks to one true concept. Uh, but I think here, starting off with Hydra, they kind of. I feel like there's something they'll continue to do where it's the intro track is going to be this sort of like, uh, like house inspired, like electronic music. That's very like you could imagine it playing on a, like a high fashion runway as models are like walking down, which it seems like there's very uh, it's very uh that was on purpose, especially with how they're promoting. I think the teaser video they had, like, it's as if they were the models on a runway. Uh, I think it was like on a like a long flatbed truck or something. That they're just walking down and stuff like that. And even oh, on Mama the Mamamoo, huh? No. Uh... Oh no, no. no. Mamamoo's video had they were dancing oh, on a flatbed truck. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 Um, and then. Yeah, even in the comeback show, they intro to each member with like a long runway. So it's very intentional that they're like really going for this like high fashion type electronic music style, um, you know, to set the tone for the music. And I think part of that is just um, for like one, uh, you could I could you could say this about Anti Fragile as well. But I saw a comment. I don't know if it's on Twitter or TikTok, but saying like. This song sounds expensive, and I think that's sort of what they mean. Uh, well, they mean the fact that like it's high, like the high, high production value. It sounds the production is really well done, uh, but this one is like I think the soundscape feels very, uh, like yeah, expensive in that in that sense, like expensive and uh, yeah. So yeah, I know. So I didn't expect too much with the intro, like the hydras pretty similar to uh what's the first track of fearless uh the world the world is my, my oyster. oyster yeah a lot of yeah where it's just a lot of quick like soft whispery phrases some of it in english some of it in japanese uh like yeah several watashi was i did yeah i didn't make out what the uh what they are sure. uh, but yeah i guess anti-fragile or maybe it's the Japanese equivalent of what anti-fragile is but yeah um so yeah that as a tone setter um I mean that part was expected but I guess I didn't really expect where anti-fragile ended up going as a whole which I have a lot more words about anti-fragile uh because that is a song that has a lot to it and a lot to talk about but I also want to give space for y'all with with uh the hydra so um, the first head of this Hydra spoke. Let's uh, we can hand it off to the second Ooh. of the three heads. Oh, I wanted you to talk about track one and two, but you also called an executive decision and re- reverted it to us. So I will say I agree completely with your Hydra talk. Um, I was imagining the same exact things. I wrote down uh, John Wick. I feel like John Wick would have had a scene in some seedy underground club or something mm, to this to kind watch of music. What? Me yeah. too, actually. Ah, yes. What? <laughs> yeah. Are you are you not are you guys not fans of like gun foo? 
it's I, I, I just pro- never I got around to it. it. Yeah, yeah I, just, I know. Yeah. I know. I'd really enjoy it. Yeah, I just it is it is pure just explosive. Not explosive, but just like it is so good because it's just fun to see um, Keanu Reeves kick ass. So it's just so it's so much fun to do that in in a very seamless and stylistic way. So um, anyway. Well, when the fifth one comes out, we'll do a marathon. How about that? The fall five okay. movies. So the fourth one is okay. only coming out this March. So, oh, okay, yeah. So you got you got okay. time to uh, get ready, get ready for the marathon. So anyway, uh, John Wick. Um, and yeah, I love. Um, I did. Uh, I did enjoy that little break that would happen. Like I guess the core. I don't know. I there's no real structure to an intro, right? Yeah, yeah. I think um, it truly is I, like an intro song. Yeah. I did. I did enjoy how um, there was. It would be like the, 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 the very like uh, I forget which uh, EDM you were referring to. I wrote down dark techno, um, but yeah, definitely yeah. that runway music part. Like it's that's meant, and and then the whole they're they're pulling from um, uh, the world is my oyster. World is whatever the intro from uh, the mm-hmm. first album. Um, the same similar way where it's just like this disembodied voice just narrating into your ears kind of thing. Similar to like, I feel like how they would do in a runway. It's like, um, but, but yeah, I, I love, I think, I think I like this more. This one felt like had me feeling more things, I guess. Um, while the other one, the, um, it's, it's hard not to compare this album to I'm Fearless in the sense that almost seems like it's following the same structure mm-hmm. like intro title track songs that we like <laughs> the rock song and then uh you know um the outro uh whatever so um it's hard for me not to compare both and see which mm-hmm. one i like more so I, I did i think i in general i like this one more um i especially like the the um the trap breaks the trap house breaks that would happen like uh every now and then um and like uh, arrangement wise, I really enjoyed the way they played with those um, those voices, uh, kind of like those voice samples, because it would play the same sample but left and right ears separately, but it would do different effects. I don't know if you've noticed that it would it would kind of like sound different on each ear, and so kind of created this weird. Um, like in your head type of like voice, uh, like talking to you, speaking to you, kind of sensation. So I thought that was cool. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't think this song. The, well, I this song definitely got me into the, you know, a, a general vibe that I needed to to get into Anti Fragile. But I don't think um, as an album I would have necessarily needed this type of vibe to come into it. Like, I was already, like... Um, I, I, in fact, I feel like it... Each of these songs that we're going to talk about are so vastly different that, at least in I'm Fearless, I felt like there was a general tone, a feeling that was present in throughout every single song. This one, um, while great, I don't think we ever come back to this feeling um, because... With anti fragile, that that kind of um, I don't know that that feels like we 
we come out of like it's meant to prep you and then antifragile essentially just breaks you out of it so um yeah that that's uh yeah just like alamark i i will have uh, a lot more fun things to say about antifragile so alamark i'm putting it back to you what did you think about tra- i'm kidding uh steven what did you think about hydra <laughs> uh i okay i i thought it was a really great opening um and yeah, I guess I, I don't really have too much more that you haven't said already. Uh, but I think it really just succinctly like told us again about what their their whole concept is. I, I feel like they are so it, it's so like rooted in the be, knowing who you are right now, or like it's very much in the present. They're, they're, they're just, but I feel like this this intro still kind of made me anticipate what was going to come next. Uh, and then also that that main bass line or that main bass riff, the one that starts the song and then it leaves for a little bit in the the middle and then it comes back. When it comes back, the first time I heard it, I said it sounded so familiar and it, it just brought me back to the, the what, you, what you're looking at part of uh, Fearless. And I was like, this I wonder if it was like an intentional reference back to the the chorus, but it's it just like who they are in every time. So I, I thought that was really cool, just to re- remind people of what their sound is and uh, like what maybe you can kind of expect. Um, but still, it's just very much who they are, uh, and it's just a very quick statement to that. So I, I really liked it and. Wasn't sure what the next part was going to be, but uh, I, I did just know who they are still. Um, and I was glad that they kept that for the, this concept or this comeback. Um, but yeah. Okay, now we can circle back to Alan Mark. Now we're going to hit the title track. You said you had a lot of fun things to say. Maybe not fun. It was, I don't think that was the word you said. Um, but you you did say you had a lot of things to say, a lot more things to say. So, I'm curious, did this like what did you think about this song, and did you think it was a good follow up to "I'm Fearless"? Uh, oh yeah. So, I going into it, I I heard the uh, I guess teaser clips, so I knew it was going to be a like a reggaeton song essentially. So I knew that going into it. Um, and then, like, I guess to preface all of this, like, I'm not one that I don't generally listen to reggaeton or dance hall a lot. Like, it's not something that is in my playlist a lot. But also just in my history of just knowing music, I generally have a really good time when I listen to reggaeton, you know, dance hall in general. Uh, you know, like... I feel like every time I end up in like a Latin or Caribbean bar and they're playing like this type of like music, I have a great time. So uh, <laughs> that's just the preface. Shout out Baobab. Oh, is that the bar in SF? In uh, Oakland. Oh, in yeah. Oakland. Oh, I think I the SF been... one's gone. Oh, SF yeah. one's oh. defunct. But the I Oakland one's still there. Baobab. But anyway, um, that's all that's just really to say that uh, I was really excited, you know, to hear how the full song was going to sound. Because the clips I heard already sounded cool. But we're hearing it from front to back. From 
zero 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 to three oh four. It is some of the most fun time I've had in a lead <laughs> single this year. It is. I had no so idea where you were going with that. <laughs> oh my god, I love this song so much. It's like the production itself is just so cool. Um, you know, I just start stating it like, yeah, it's a reggaeton song. So I did have concerns of like, oh, it's like, how good is it going to be as a reggaeton song, as a K-pop song? But learning that, uh, I think the main songwriter for it yeah. is uh, Isabella Love Story, who is a Honduran reggaeton singer. Uh, I was like, okay, great. Um, like they actually got someone and or maybe it's something where they were looking for like a more Latin influenced song. So they probably maybe went through a catalog of songs that were given to them and this one stuck out. But regardless from A&R to or if they asked her to write this song for them, it was the perfect choice because it has the right mix of attitude, groove, uh, just sound of of really establishing like a really great comeback uh, for this group, especially as a five member group, because honestly, like listen to this over and over again. Fearless, I feel like sounds boring in comparison. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. But I also have a lot more thoughts. I want to hear. I really want to hear what what y'all think, too. Okay, so. um, So the answer is, yes, it's a good follow up. Because it's an even better song in Alan Mark's eyes. And um, I will probably have to disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a better song. I th- just think it's a different song. And so that's definitely the cop-out uh, <laughs> answer I could say. Yeah. Also, I, f- um, I totally forgot that you asked that question. But yes, I do think it's a no, 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 no. I do think it is a really okay. good follow-up. But yeah. No, no, I, I, no, no, you did not have, you answered the question. I just wanted to reiterate it for our listeners so that they, we could, I could lead into what I was going to say, which is that I think, I don't think, I, I think it's a great follow-up to uh, I'm Fearless. I don't necessarily think it's a better song. I just think it's, like I said, a different vibe. Because I'm Fearless still gives me such a, it gives me a much cooler vibe. I would I would argue like, um, like I I don't know. It's like, like um, I don't know. I got two different, Im- like, impressions of from the group from from the song because this song, because uh, the I'm fearless has like, it it felt like, it felt like the high fashion Vogue, confident, um version of Les Seraphim. But this song feels like the badass, unstoppable, um, all-powerful version of Les Seraphim. So I think that's why um, I don't know if I have a favorite. Because I agree with you, Alan Mark. This song is incredible. Um, this is so catchy. The energy does not stop. It's relentless. It just keeps going with that. It it, it made me want to dance from, like you said, from 0 to 304. Like it it was the bounce was just there the whole time. It was so seamless. Um, the 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 reggaeton beat. I, I looked it up. Um, and if if we can if if I'm correct, I can go a little bit more specific and say that this is Mumbaton uh, genre, which is um, 
the 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 marriage of house and reggaeton together, and I think um, in a way I can kind of see the EDM aspect in the song more prevalent, and um, I really like that. Um, but yeah, I, oof, I, I just like you say, I just love how this like this. I I don't even I can't even compare this song. To anything, it just sounds so unique to me. I mean, obviously, you can compare it to reggaeton and everything like that. But like in K-pop, I can't. There's, it's hard for me to be like, oh, this is a familiar sound, or this sounds like this group, or like this. Very much, um, I I am very confident that like Source and Hive, like they they knew exactly what they wanted for Les Seraphim, and they are not, um, they're not straying away from their like vision with this group and like I I really enjoy just um yeah I I I also thought I'm fearless was just so different and or at least just made me enjoy K-pop in different ways in the same vein this song does as well. So um yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. Steven, sorry, I I, I kind of blacked out there. So um please make some Give some reasoning or some sense to what Alamark and I said. You, you both made a lot of sense in what you. Okay, but yeah, I for me, like as a follow up, uh, yeah, I I couldn't really ask for more from a comeback, and I feel like they really just are going to have to continue to keep outdoing themselves, and you fully expect them to do that. But I don't know what. The next sound will be, but you just know. I, I just have full confidence in them, and I think they do too. That that they they are setting the bar the bar high, and uh, will always have to surpass it. Um, but yeah, this song it it should be shaking windows and dance floors and stadiums the world over. It's just overflowing with vitality and and confidence. I, it's it's yeah it's so much fun, um, but I also think that it sounds very like demanding of the performer. Just as I was listening to it over and over, as you said, Chuck, it's relentless. It, it keeps it, it like maybe pauses for a little bit, but it it just goes back to this really high level of energy. And you think about it in K-pop, like there's so many parts that. A performer has to think about or, or practice, and none of them can be lacking, especially so for this song. Like there, there are parts like with some of Yunjin's lines, and Chewan has it too, where they start on a high note, like for that line. And if that's in the middle of the song, you can't be out of breath performing it and like trying to hit those notes. So, like as I was listening to this, it's just so, it, it, like I don't know, you have to have a lot of vigor to just get into it and and you, yeah i think uh that that's also what added to the intensity of it um that made it so like enjoyable to listen to but yeah i i i had it on repeat and i had to like take a break <laughs> because like i was getting tired and i think like my ears were getting tired and it affected the way I perceived the next songs on the album too, uh, but I still think it's it's like such a huge sound. Uh, it, 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 I, I I hope they win something for it. 
Yeah. Going going back though, because yeah, since Chuck and I uh, disagreed on some parts there, I think for me, why I feel like it outshines uh, Fearless specifically, um, and a lot of it's also with the music video, but I I feel like this song, I have a much better understanding of each individual in La Seraphim now versus with Fearless, because Fearless. I think it's because that's like so a, right. a yeah. debut song where they like, um, like yeah, I'm not familiar with each of the members yet, except for like you know Chewan and Sakura, but uh, I think with that one, I think it's in the production as well. I feel like the vocals were a lot more um, like processed and produced in that one, where I it was really hard for me to tell who was who, uh, like singing at a given time during Fearless. But I like with uh, Anti-Fragile, like I could distinctly and clearly hear like each different person when it was their turn. And I could figure out who was who as well, which was really cool. Um, And, you know, that paired with the music video too, like each member had like their own sets that I felt like were also really good representations of themselves. Like uh, Kaza had the ballet uh, Scenes like on the rooftop, uh, and Kaze, yeah, and then Sakura had the she was gaming and then turned into like actual like go karting. Uh, Yunjin had the guitar because she's a songwriter. Like, I, I like that because it's like, okay, now we have a semblance of who they are as individuals, but they can also come together to make this like really fire song. So, um, yeah, so I think that's also why I feel like this song succeeds really well, uh, for a rookie group more than the debut initially did. And yeah, I know, I don't find myself going back to listen to Fearless so much. Um, but this song, like, I can't, like, I I don't often, like, put a song just on repeat and go back um, over and over again on one song. I like listen to, like, albums straight through so that I could give myself a break. But for this song, every time I got <laughs> to, like, the next track, I'm like, oh, I just want to hear Anti-Fragile again. <laughs> Mm. So maybe I ju- maybe it's uh, like my personal taste. I just really love this song. No, I, it's a great song. I'm <laughs> like they're all they're both fearless and anti fragile or I'm fear or I'm fear whatever. Uh, they're both great songs. I guess it just depends on uh, the taste. kind of mood. You, yeah, taste and mood that you you might be in when you're listening to them. But um, but yeah. Steven, what's your favorite? You got to pick uh, your best friend. Oh. Who, who do you side with? Me or Emily? <laughs> oh, man. I know, Steven I'm kidding. You, like don't, like you don't have to choose. You don't have to <laughs> yeah. choose. I, yeah. Like, I really I, like I don't Hydra. Know. <laughs> well, it's like, do you like it just as much or a lot more than Fearless? That's I, really I, actually, I actually I like Fearless a lot. And I'm probably going to listen. I think I will listen to Fearless more. Hmm. Because let's go. This song is let's so go. like I, let's go. Because I like want to pay attention to the song, and like I feel like fearless, it's easier to just have on. <laughs> but this song, like, it demands right. your yeah. attention yeah. too. That is true. Yeah. You you listen to two two fearless to everyone anti fragile. How about that? Just like, break <laughs> it up. I, I was I was like not I wasn't even really even thinking too much about. Fear, like I'm fearless as I was going through this, but yeah, yeah. You do have to think about who you love more. 
<laughs> yeah. I feel like it's like you're in the middle. I'll just point at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I think part of me as well. Like, I feel like this uh, anti fragile does have more moments where the vocals stand out to me more. Like, I don't, th- I don't get a lot. Of, it doesn't feel like there yeah. are those moments in uh, in fearless. Like, it doesn't build up too much. But this one is like, I mean, you said it's relentless. It's like constant building up. Uh, but it's like you could hear that with the vocals too. I feel like Chaewon and Yunjin are able to like show more of their the vocal talent and beltiness that they do have. So um, yeah, I just like it's those things that I like look forward to. So yeah, yeah. and Fearless doesn't have lovey lovey lovey. Oh lovey, yeah, lovey, yeah, lovey. yeah, it doesn't have lovey 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 lovey. Yeah. Yeah. I love that part. Yeah. That, yeah me too. Love I, do. Love I, also, I also really enjoyed that part. Um, but yeah, I I don't know if you guys, now that if you're thinking about Fearless, it does it seem like it has a very similar song structure? Like I'm thinking about it now. It's just oh, yeah. Like, the structure, I think, is actually the same. Yeah. 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 So it's. Yeah. I mean, if they they're like, oh, this, people love that fearless, so uh, let's just do it again, but in reggaeton, and and more in your face. Um, but yeah, I, I I think that's why it's hard for me to like really pick a favorite. I'll, I'll tell you what song I'll listen to more, but I it's not like I won't listen to Anti Fragile. So yeah, um, the um, the the I have one more note that I want to bring up. Um, about the song itself, unless you guys want to do something, unless you want to no, say just, something, no, go for it, go for it. Just okay. I think I really think um, Source and Hybe should partner with Hasbro. I don't know who makes this toy, <laughs> but um, instead of Bop It, they should have a new toy called Break It, Rock It, oh. <laughs> oh, Twist hell, It, yeah. and Lock It. Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, uh, Hasbro, broken. whoever. <laughs> Sorry, when you mentioned oh, no. Hasbro, I, I thought you said, I thought you were about to say, do you want them to make a toy version of that Seraphim ca- statue that they had? <laughs> oh. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I want them to make, uh, okay, I'll Photoshop it for, um, as a follow-up to the uh, the tweet for this episode. Um, I'll make a, a Le Seraphim Bop It ed- limited edition toy version. Um, but yeah. Uh, I mean, Alan Mike, you already touched uh, a lot of the imagery and scenery for the uh, music video. So why don't we just kind of jump into it and we can come back and uh, also talk about what Steven has to say about the <laughs> the the, uh, the music while we talk about the music video. Sure. So, uh, Steven, why don't you, with your musical note, also describe the part in the music video and if you liked it with it as well. Yeah. I, I, well, it does kind of relate because they had, uh, Alan Mark even mentioned it earlier about having scenes for certain members. About, like, um, But one of the lines in the, the pre-chorus is Kazuha mentions like her toe shoes. And then there's also a line about like, don't aster- underestimate my where I've been on my career, something like that, and Chaewon and Sakura both get that line. So I, I think I I really like how they made it very personal to the members too. Uh, but yeah, that goes along. There was that scene, um, yeah, with Kazuo. That was actually one of my favorite like 
choreography moments when she lifts her mm-hmm. leg and then uh they form that linked like that arm where they the, that chain where they're yeah. linked arms i really like that it just seems yeah. so seamless that was really cool okay pop when you're finding out that one of your members did ballet yeah. trying to just put as much <laughs> yeah. of that into the choreo as possible <laughs> yeah they're, uh, next, I'm sure they're going to do a yeah, I mean, uh, new guys, category guys... at uh, ISAC of uh, I- <laughs> ISAC of just ballet. <laughs> Most spins. You mean <laughs> you, you guys don't just chill at your your uh, random high rise rooftop and do the splits, like do yoga splits? <laughs> I mean, if I had a high rise rooftop, then maybe I would. Yeah, <laughs> if I could do the splits, yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably would too. I mean, I'd at least try. <laughs> yeah. I'm just yeah, stuck I, there. <laughs> I thought this was like because um, okay, so with uh with Fearless, um I feel like they were invoking or sorry, Fearless and Antifragile, at least you know, mood wise, they're trying to invoke the exact same thing. This kind of stylistic, high stylish, um, you know, uh, I don't know, just like Pretty scenery and everything like that, um, but yeah, I will. I will agree that while the the songs itself could, um, you know, stand like stand independently, I think I did enjoy how the imagery more in this. This one felt more like what I'm used to. With I mean, they still had a lot of the same things from the last concept, which is like, you know, motorcycles and leather. Mm-hmm. You know, like the. Like the streetwear looks and everything like that, but then I liked how they kind of started getting a little bit brighter. Um, I who who was it in the the little game room again, Alamark? Sakura. 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 Okay. Oh yeah. Duh. <laughs> duh. Check. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I liked how, um, like you were saying, they they really just showed more personality with each of their uh, moments, and so um, I think. With that, I I did enjoy seeing like a little bit more. I guess, yeah, a, a, I I enjoyed like the variety also about with the scenery. Like it it made no sense uh, aside from the fact that this the the music video started with like oh yeah what's up with the apocalypse? There's like do music K-pop music labels have some sort of like Nostradamus thing going on where they like can tell like the the apocalypse is coming. Oh, We've yeah. been having a lot of like um, dystopian. Two, two p.m. last year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, like, uh, Duke this year. Yeah, every Duke released the past uh, year. Yeah, um, but anyway, but even like all the, the 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 music videos we covered, they 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 were all shot in rundown, like abandoned. Um, yeah, it's probably cheaper. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> duh. I mean, yeah, they they spent a lot of money on that meteor in this uh, music video, but man, that that okay. Sorry, I'm jumping around. One of my favorite parts is how perfectly timed that asteroid explosion was against the uh, the building. Just like oh I think yeah, it, and the it was Chaewon, right? And, and yeah, in that yeah. Alley? oh no, well, the, or yes, that yeah, the yeah, end? yeah, not at the end, not not, not oh, yeah, where yeah, it like mean, yeah, like yeah. hits him at the end, but yeah. like the one where it like. Like it hits right when the chorus hits too. Yeah. Um. It's like boom. Na 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 na. Okay. Anyway. Um. 
yeah, I, I, I don't really… <laughs> I don't think this video necessarily made sense. It was just… It felt really cool to look at, I guess. <laughs> but it also makes sense because like… Um, they're the, the opposite of fragile, which is unbreakable. And not even an asteroid. But what was that first asteroid? Was that the one… That's the one that hit at the end. Oh, no, but I thought I thought there was the one that hit… The one on the TV. Wasn't that the one that hit the hotel first? No, or? that's the one that hit in the end. Because that's the big oh, one. Oh, the But it's probably like other debris the... that's coming before mm, the big okay, one. Okay, yeah. okay. You know, science. We didn't have the dart. <laughs> the dart? Yeah, we didn't have the dart. And, yeah, we didn't have yeah. the dart in time to, to knock it out of its course. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, but uh, tying to the apocalypse uh, notes that you were saying. I like um, even how it was filmed in some of the cinematography. There is some of those like… The the video style looked a little found footagey too, like um, Cloverfield, yeah, which I thought that was like a good yeah. touch, like when they're in the the um, supermarket or something, or mm-hmm. I guess like the bodega or whatever Very that good, was. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a nice little touch, and uh, yeah, I think it just felt really cool too. Yeah, <laughs> I I was kind of seeing that as them just carrying on with their lives because like they were so casual throughout the whole thing, or. Yeah, that they they were still going to film themselves no matter what was going on. Yeah. Yeah, because they are unbreakable. <laughs> yeah. Unbreakable. I just love how, uh, Samuel L. Oh, Jackson. Huh? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> or, or uh, oh, oh, no, no, no. Oh, Samuel oh, no. Jackson is uh, breakable. Yeah, yeah. He's very uh, breakable. Bruce Willis. <laughs> Bruce Willis. Is unbreak- <laughs> unbreakable guy. Yeah, yeah. Or. <laughs> Um, anyway, I just, yeah, that was kind of funny. Like, everyone's like running for their lives and they're just like, what's going on? Um, yeah, even outside of that, though, I do like how, uh, I mean, this song is essentially like this huge anthem of like, you know, strength, like, you know, women with strength and stuff like that. Like they could, they're, they're like, nothing will break them essentially. And like showing because they as individuals and it's this group is like anti-fragile themselves. It's like they can help give other like people, particularly girls and women, strength as well as they, you know, live on. And I think that's also very, um, also noteworthy, this being the first comeback as a five-member group, because it also shows that, um, like, being anti-fragile specifically is showing their strength in light of, like, Mm -hmm. adversity that they've had to deal with. Oh my god, you're saying the meteor is bullying? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the meteor is scandals uh no but just in general like especially for a rookie group and even though they had two members that were from a very popular group already it's like you know this is probably the first type of scandal they face still uh, when it had to do with their group so it's things that aren't easy for people that aren't involved with you know whatever uh the scandal is but it affects them heavily so the fact yeah. that they're able to come back in this way, very strong, very relentless, very like essentially what they're saying, they are anti-fragile. It's like, yeah, they're strong oh, as yeah. people, yeah. but they're so like, they won't get brought down by things that aren't really their control. It's like they'll yeah. continue being the artists that they are. And I think that's like, that's a very smart, um, you know, maybe very direct, but still like, you know, smart choice for I mean, a single just... in this time for them. It just shows how, like, even how fearless and anti-fragile they are with, like, as a company. Like, I mean, we were talking about how they were just, like, very directly putting on their, like, Instagram, like, and everything. So, and they're not afraid to just 
you know, call it like it is and just, you know, be a strong uh, group slash uh, label. Uh, I would love for us to, I know we have a, we, we could probably talk a little bit more about this music video, but um, yeah, I would love for us to kind of uh, move on, I guess. <laughs> I would love us to stop talking now. No, but uh, uh, I would love for uh, us to be able to talk more about the other songs. So uh, let's move on, shall we? Um, wait, what time is it? Oh, you know what? It's probably a good time to take a break. What do you What do you say about that? Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah that seems yeah. about right. Okay, cool. So, um, thank you for listening to the A side. When we come back, we will have a game brought to you by Steven. Mm-hmm. And we will talk about the final three tracks of the album. So stick around. We'll see you on the B-side. Get out, get out, get out of my face. I don't need your love like I didn't deserve Get out, get out, get out of my face I don't need your love like I didn't deserve All right, welcome back to the B-Side. As you already know, we like to play a game when we come back from break. And this week's game is brought to you by Steven. So Steven, take it away. Let us know what we're going to play. All right, friends. We are going to be making history, my friends. I, I'm sure you've heard the news, right? The You've, you've heard the, the, yes. the writings they've unearthed in, in Korea. The, the oh. ancient writings, right? <laughs> yeah. That they found. Yeah. Totally, yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay, I'll, I'll explain it. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Just for the people I who don't know. I just spoke to my colleagues. They, they found these ancient scrolls or uh-huh. <laughs> in fragments in korea and uh well they're they're trying to piece together the story but what they found is that it's a an adaptation of the story of hercules <laughs> fighting a creature that they've called <laughs> the hydra <laughs> <laughs> And yes. they've asked me to bring uh, the, the brightest minds I know uh, to help figure out the story. But unfortunately, they are not. They're busy. So <laughs> I got you guys. We're not even the B squad. We're like, we're, we're the Z squad. Uh, so we, we do know a little bit about just the, the, the hype. The, yeah, the hype. Yeah. Uh, from this new version. Oh boy, the song serious. Um, doing it at the wrong time right now. <laughs> I'm just gonna pause this. Um, so, what we know is that uh, there are there. This one is a three-headed Hydra, and it has the. Uh, it also has the ability to mimic uh, voices and instruments, and. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what we don't know in the story is how you kill the Hydra, and we will need to figure that out. Uh, it's clear that there are six Hydra that uh, the the warrior fought 
Um, so I, I just want you guys to put yourselves in that uh, that mindset and space. You're you're back in uh, ancient Korea uh, and in armor, and you're you're about to set off uh, to fight these these Hydra. Um, the, these things are are creations of, of pure evil, so it's okay if you you kill them. Um, and otherwise, they would they would destroy the towns. These are, this is a very different story, I guess, but um, it's still uh, fearsome creatures. Um, so the the townspeople they have somehow captured one, which they will allow you to fight as a sort of practice round before you set off to kill the six actual hybrids. Um, so what we're gonna do. It's I won't even tell you uh, what or or how to kill them. You're going to have to figure it out during this practice round, um, and you will hear each of the heads of the Hydra sing one at a time, and you will choose which one you want to cut off. Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> sure. Just just for the record, I just want to say this is the most Chuck like explanation <laughs> i have ever heard you say and I'm, I'm so proud of you oh thank you I'm so proud of you <laughs> all right let's kill this hydra so i mean this the practice first one. hydra practice, practice hydra <laughs> okay remember you're gonna hear three and then you'll need to tell me uh whether it's the first second or third head you hear mm. that is the correct head to cut off okay sure. so i'm just gonna play them in order here we go uh, and it's October, so I chose this song. One. Yes, let's go. I love it. And three. Oh my God. What a great game, Steven. <laughs> so the head we're cutting off, I'm conferring with my fellow warrior to the yes. side of here. So um, are you uh, are you in the, or should we not, you know, work together to see if we can defeat the head? Um, no, you, no, no, I mean like. Yeah. Oh, for now, yes. Practice, and then, so yeah, to practice. Okay, well, I, then, I, yeah. I want to cut the head off that sounds like the right head to me. Does that make sense to you, yes. or is that uh, is that incorrect? That's what I was gonna do. Okay, cool. All right, just wanted to confer with my fellow warrior, my uh, my Z Squad warrior, right over here. Okay, just be. <laughs> my guess is okay. I have picked. I have picked a a, a letter or whatever the number. Yeah. Should I say it out loud or? Uh, sure. I, I th yeah, anyone. Say it out loud at the same time. Um, on three. No lag, but... One, two, three. One. Number one. Okay. You slice off the first head. <laughs> yes. And uh, the monster, it collapses and it has died. So you have <laughs> correctly chosen the head to cut off. 
and your uh, intuition is correct um, in what you're supposed to do to kill the Hydra. You only need to slice off one of its heads for it to die. Uh, I think that's different from the original. Um, but you, uh, you, you meet with the, the local leaders, a, a council of five wise young women, and they give you a torch uh, to, that you can use to seal the wound uh, just, just in case. Okay, great. Um, and they, they just tell you, you will know when to light it. Um, so don't light it yet. Uh, but I then... Kinda, oh, I was going to say, yeah, I kind of want... I want, I want Steven to be our uh, DM if we ever do some sort of... <laughs> ooh. Yeah, some campaign. You'd be perfect. I... I, 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 I there's so much Im- imagery in your explanation and voice. I, I love it. Thank you. Well, thank you. Uh, but I, I did also... There, There is also another sound you hear... Um, it is the the body of the dead hydra has transformed into uh, an owl. It flew away and it's hanging out with a penguin. Um, <laughs> and then suddenly, then suddenly, you hear this. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. So yeah, they're just having fun. Cha cha Malone. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I guess, yeah, now it is uh, time for you to set off on your journey. Um, you got to flip that sample, by the way. But You, uh, okay, you uh, cross an ocean, you say hi to the, the great mermaid, you're, you're feeling like the world is your oyster. <laughs> yeah, you're feeling fearless. Um, and then you finally reach your destination. Oh, oh shoot! Uh, okay. Um, so good. I don't know if I can put okay. this on the pod, but I'll put it. Uh, on yeah, there. sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, you you finally find the the clearing where all six Hybra are before you, and you're gonna fight them one at a time. It, it's <laughs> they've agreed to that. Uh, <laughs> okay, cool. Um, like ass- Assassin's Creed yeah. rules when you're surrounded by twenty guys. But they only come at you one yeah, at they a go time. One by one. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Got it. So, um, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, Ooh, remember... What was that magical fairy sound that I heard? <laughs> the hydras are roaring. <laughs> Did we no, get a power um, up? <laughs> so, um, what happens at the. Okay. Uh, this first one, yes. So you'll have to just uh, remember. The head that you cut off, so we know how the story goes. Right. Um, so, and we'll we'll <laughs> review them at all at the end. Uh, but the, yeah, here's you're you're facing off against the first one. Um, it's either gonna be very clear which head it is, or will be uh, very difficult to determine. I'm hoping it's not gonna be too difficult can, uh, for the sake of the people. Can I um can I just do one one quick question before we begin yes. um if i cut the wrong head will two oh. two heads grow of kim got insulting me oh. for uh for anything she wants to 
make fun of me for. Uh, that is exactly. Oh, okay, okay. I, I gotta get so, this right. I gotta get this right. Oh then. man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really account for what happens when. <laughs> oh, otherwise, then uh, the yeah, pe- the people will uh, suffer. Okay. So okay, okay here's gotcha, the first okay. one. This one's a little. Th- this hydra looks a little older, but it's still very, very strong. Here we go. At number one. Yeah, you know that. (laughs) It's definitely this one. (laughs) These all sound good. (laughs) Like they could be the actual. Their powers of mimicry are (laughs) unrivaled except by the siren. (laughs) Alamark, Alamark, are we going to make this challenging and not uh, not, uh, re-listen to any of them? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, okay. Cool. Oh okay. no, I didn't. Oh, I move do have on. a tiebreaker. Okay, thank you. Yeah, okay, here we go. Next one. So that one runs off. You slice its head off. Uh, yeah. Next one. <laughs> this is tricky. Oh no. Oh boy. Okay. All right. They all sound like bangers to me. Except for that third one and the first one. That one was a little too low. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, you have again sliced the head off this. Well, the Hydra retreats, and the next one approaches. Uh, this one looks almost nice, but you, you remember you have to. You see some good parts about it, but uh, you still have to kill it. Here we go. All right. Uh, yeah, the, the you slice this one's head off. Uh, and then the next one, this one looks very difficult to break. Okay. All right. Once again, <laughs> you uh, cut a head off. Uh, the fifth uh, Hydra approaches <laughs> to meet its fate. I like how we're not running up to it. Mm-hmm. 
No, this is. All three sound great. All right, and uh, now it is the the final one. Uh, you've heard about this one, and they've really they've just only called this one the Hydra. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> They oh, all no. sounded the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, could you replay the training song again? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean this one? <laughs> please please flip this. I want I want it I want to hear it. Like dun, I, I feel like you could mix it with the um the Beyonce song. Turn them up. Turn it up. Turn it up. No, 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 no. Okay, sorry. But um, okay, so all of the Hydra, you've cut their heads off, uh, <laughs> and you, I guess, have remembered. <laughs> just recall what order uh, heads you cut them off and uh, send them to me, so we can <laughs> figure out how the rest of this story goes. <laughs> So just remember the the order. (laughs) Yeah, I mean we want these stories to be preserved. Oh yeah, yeah. Oral history, oral history. Oh boy, this one I'm stuck on. That's not how I do it. I did not write that confusing at all. <laughs> Hope that makes sense. Okay, hold on. Do I am I reading this left to right? <laughs> if the first line is the first two, Alan Moore. Yes. The, the okay. number next to the hydra is that the order of the hydra. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 one the hy- connected to the hyphen, the n hyphen. Hy- yeah. Okay. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay. Give me a second. Actually, I don't know who's. To- Hmm. Okay, I have to figure out whose story is the right one. I want to hear the lower version of the lovey dovey, lovey lovey lovey, dovey dovey dovey.
Okay, well, we do have a winner. I mean, we have a um, we've determined we determined the hero the that will be remembered yeah, for the that's rest correct. of time. That is correct. While others um, will be long forgotten, there will be one that will be told for generations to come. Thank you. Um, so yeah, let's just uh, I'll play them again, and then I'll just tell you the answer. Uh, so starting with the first one, uh, here we go. It was sour grapes. So yeah, I mean that one was higher. And that was the correct pitch, uh, number two. Oh, um, I'm a I'm a fake fan. So, yeah, oh, Mark, you got that. Uh, okay, Chuck, you missed that one. You said the first one. Um, okay, next up was impurities. Uh, and actually, the the first clip was the correct one. So, oh, Mark, you got that too. <laughs> Have I told you guys I'm tone deaf? <laughs> <laughs> Chucky did number two, which was a half step higher. A half step. So yeah, all of these I hate this game. were uh at I guess uh yeah, half step um from each other. Uh but the, the correct answer could have been the lowest, the middle, or the highest mm-hmm. one. So yeah, but it was just gonna be at most a whole step away from the correct one. The yeah. highest uh, one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, number three was uh, good parts. I thought this sounded like, F- uh, well, the original was Kazuha's line, and then I thought when you go up one, it's Chewan, and then when you go down one, it becomes Yunjin. So, So that was the correct one, but the third one sounds good too. I mean, I like all of them, truthfully. Yeah. The tone just sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Elmark, you got that one. Uh, and then four was anti-French. Yeah, Chucky. I got it too. You answered the third one. Oh, wait, you I got, got- Oh no no wait! Is it what was the answer? Is it the second one? Oh yeah, I got, I, got that. I got that. I got that. Oh no, I put the wrong you... number in. No. Yeah. That's okay. okay. That's okay. That's okay. Forget it. Forget oh, it. No. So it's forget it. Forget yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's um, I already lost. Will you make a comeback with the last? Will it? Will it be? No. No. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> it's the anti fragile one. Uh, I'll just go to the current one. Oh wait, no, we don't need to know, but. This one was, it was one higher, one lower. Uh, <laughs> and then the original was in the middle. I think okay. I am tone deaf. I must be. You got this one correct, Chuck. Oh, never um, mind. Never mind. I, I'm, I'm not yeah. tone deaf anymore. And then I think No Celestial was very, it started off uh, a whole step above. Very high. 
Oh. <laughs> Chucky, you picked that one. This was the correct one. But I thought the third one maybe would have been tricky. It's th uh, the third one is tricky. But okay. And then uh, the last one I think was the most difficult. Uh, the Hydra. That's too high. This is the right one. So it was number three. Uh, so, yeah. So you got this one, Chuck. Uh, but Almark, that was the one you only one you missed. So oh, come you on. killed five out of the the six. Hydra, Chuck killed the which, sixth one. Yeah, and so Teamwork. the sixth one was killed. Yeah, um, we would have gotten rid of all of them if it wasn't for you. <laughs> no, I did write down one or three on mine. Okay, okay, one or three. Okay, but, but I sent you one. I would, yeah, it's okay, uh, guys. You know what? I'll be there someday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, the I think I will now uh, report back to my my colleagues who have uncovered the uh, the writings and tell them exactly what transpired. I will find my way. I always forget that song was written by Michael Bolton. Anyway, the more you know. All right, but yeah, that was this new game. Steven, I love that game so much. Can you please bring it back? Like you don't have to. Yeah, you I. Can, you can do it in the hy Hydra if you want, but I love that pitch, that pitch bending. Yeah, like, I, that was such a great. Unfortunately, that it's just, it's all the even a half step. It's enough to give it away, but I I, I want to make it harder. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But I yeah, it was that was so much. Fun. It is. I would I would, is, I would yeah, play that fun. every day. <clears throat> okay. Well, congratulations, Alan Mark. Uh, we thought we could beat your this Hydra. The two heads of this Hydra thought we could beat you this season, but I think you're, yeah. you have just, you have just, you know, you have taken, not only taken the lead, but have like run, run past. Especially after you run away with start. it. Yeah. You definitely are uh, after the all-star break sort of a uh, player. So, well, I, I mean, <clears throat> you know what we uh, didn't analyze yet? Is this our is next week our season three? Oh, I think so. I think technically it should have been this week. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, well, uh, well, let's just say next week's season three. So, yeah, 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 yeah. um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I can undoubtedly say that uh, Alamark is the winner, yeah, of, uh, season two. Season one and two. So Should I just do all the all the games next time and then have the <laughs> review just go go at it? Oh, that would be good. But also, it's it it feels sweeter to take you down. So sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Stephen. Congratulations, Alan Mark, for not only winning this game but winning season two, most likely um, undetermined so far. But uh, I don't think we need to go back and check that. <laughs> I think it's for certain. So um, 
great, great all around. Um, maybe one day. Oh, you know what? We could have won, but we took too many breaks. No, okay. We did take a lot of breaks. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, okay. So uh, let's move on, guys, to the final three songs of the album. Um, yeah, Stephen. Oh, no, me. I'm, I'm going to start. Uh, track number three, Impurities. And so we just came came out of uh, a conversation about Anti-Fragile, like how great it was and everything like that. And then they can't hit me with this song, right? That's not fair. You know, I, I'm trying to show more love to the title tracks. You can't hit me with my like wheelhouse, my, my groove and everything like that. Because this song is so good. It is like, it is just, okay, so... To our listeners, if you have not listened to this song, it is exactly what you think of when you think of KRNB. But only that, it taps into like very much the late 90s era of like girl groups type of sounds and vibes. A lot of um, 90s groups. Um, and so um, throw anybody you want in there. TLC, 3LW, 702, SW, any one of those groups could have also done this song because this song is just the right amount of like uh feels for me um there there are like the first thing i wrote was there are no notes it's an immediate add to my playlist this is very much i know i'm gonna like this type of song i feel like um this was a great come down from anti-fragile just a nice you know twist in like uh your feelings i feel like uh yeah so this is every, every single uh, release. We I always try to look for this song, and this is the song for this album. But I know that I will it's in my comfort zone. I love it so much. Um, yeah, if I could pick out uh, some highlights, I thought this song for me, Sakura's voice was a standout for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, um, I don't know if I can make this comment if I. If it's fair to keep making this comment over and over again. But like, yeah, this could have been, um, I don't know, a Red Velvet song. This could have been an Odd Eye Circle song. Like, it, it, it's just that the, you don't even have to listen to the song. You already know what the song sounds like because I love it. And uh, yeah, I, I feel like if we're talking about follow-ups, this would be sort of a great follow-up to Sour Grapes um, for me. Just, you know, same mindset, same vibe, same everything. But yeah, I really love the song. I don't know if it's my favorite. I think it is. But man, when we talk about track number four, I might have some things to say. Okay, cool. Steven, it's your turn. What did you think about uh, Impurities? Yes. I. Oh, oh, the hmm, correct. Pit, I, yes. The correct pitched version. <laughs> yeah. not, not the half step up that oh, I think no. the song oh, sounds I, I lo- like. <laughs> That one's good too, but um, I I think I I do like this song, and I know I really like it. Or I'm certain that I really like this song, but I think I need some more time with it, and I need to just hear it by chance. I think, uh, like I, I'll put I put it in my playlist of like the best songs of the year, but. And because it just, by default, this sound is something I know I like. But I think it just, coming after listening to Anti-Fragile a lot, it it does have that kind of 
it it's not like I maybe was still wanting a, a big sound, and I, I maybe my ears were just tired, and I, I needed I, I maybe just needed to stop listening to anything else because I it's just like yeah it's it's a good song, but I, I will need to just have just more time to listen to it. And it's that's the same way I feel about uh, another song that came out this year, uh, Stacy's Butterfly, which is like a really good song. And I think this song, but, and like, I, I will hear that every now and then I'll just be reminded that, oh, this I love this song so much. So I think Impurities has that same sort of butterfly effect. And oh, was that on purpose? <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. 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 But I did. I only thought. I only had it after I was thought was reminded of butterfly. But um, uh, I, I was. I don't know. I was <laughs> just kind of joking, but I, I guess it worked. But, no, it works. But um, I, yeah, I think the dr- the drums on here are very steady and like they stay the same almost throughout the entire song. And from a song that just felt so dynamic throughout, um, yeah, uh, it, it's not, it's kind of like plain sounding, but it's just, I know, I <laughs> I know, like I listened to it today while at work and I was like, this is a great song, but just overall throughout the week, I, I just, I think I just need some more time um, to f- fully appreciate it that, to the level I know I would, yeah. which is such a weird thing to say. We listen to these songs all the time, so it's like when we do when we don't listen to K-pop, like like every single week. Like I feel like songs like this will stand out a little bit more yeah. because we're not hearing great versions of it. Um, but yeah, I, I I'll just jump in real quick. Also, I I can I can relate a little bit to it. I almost had to force myself to like it times because I was like not forced in the sense that like I I I don't I may be starting KRB fatigue. I don't know yet. Maybe I, I can't say for sure yet, but I had to like remind myself like Chuck, you love these songs. Don't try to find a way to not like it. Like love it. Yeah, so yeah. Okay. I'm I'm scared. Alan Mark has that face where he looks like he's he's getting ready to to kill five hydras. <laughs> I'm always ready to kill five hydras. I just did it. Um, <laughs> um, no, uh, uh. <laughs> sorry. Uh, but so, like, when I first played this album, this song, like, automatically, like, I loved it from the beginning because, yeah, it is that same vibe that uh, I already, like, love. Um, yeah, it did bring me back to Red Velvet pretty automatically. Uh, not too automatic, but. Yeah, to, I was gonna say, <laughs> but to Kingdom Come specifically, because oh, that beat mm, is okay, the same uh, with that, like the with the snare and stuff. Um, I know, and it's just like um, I do think it's like a good R and B song, regardless of like you know K-pop or not. I think it does suit very well. Um, I think that's why like it was you know upon first listen, it was my favorite song of the album. Um, I don't know if I'd still call it my favorite song after the many listens I've had this past week um but it's still one that i i do like a lot um i think there are some things that i would probably prefer more just in my personal taste like having some 
moments of like a little bit of belts at least or like some chest voice in some sections where it goes higher um because it's very soft throughout like it's not a lot of build up it's pretty consistent um which isn't a bad thing i do think it works in that sense but i think some flourishes here and there would have been really cool um but outside of that i do think like all five of them particularly like their tones were really good in this uh uh i think kazuha's tone i think is the one that stuck out to me it sounded really cool that i really liked um i think i would like to like i i want to see her do more like very pretty vocal lines especially in singles i think her tone is is cool um even though she's not my favorite vocalist in the like it's not my favorite voice in the group, but then I, I do like it a lot in that sense. Um, but yeah, I know it's other than that though, I, it's not much else to say except the fact that I think it's very good and very um, like this is a, a very good song. Uh, but yeah, I think there are definitely moments like the bass line does some really cool things here and there. Um, Cause you know, I think it's very simple but then occasionally it'll do some cool like um, like slides up. Uh, way. So I'm always a fan of that. But, but yeah, I think I do like how it just rides and is like, it's an easy listen. It's something that I mm-hmm. kind of wish like I would have on vinyl. I think it would sound really cool on vinyl. Um, and yeah, like it brings me back to like, I already said Kingdom Come, but if I had to bring it back to like, songs that inspired kingdom come like janet jackson's that's the way love goes it has that kind of vibe to it uh a little bit of in vogue like um not not um don't let go because don't let go is like all belt Uh, but it's like sort of that same like pacing to it you know and i've always Mm -hmm. been like a a proponent that red velvet needs to do a cover of don't let go i think i would love (laughs) love to see that but i also just recently found out that Apparently, a like a trio back in 2012 called Bella did a cover of "Don't Let Go" already in Korea. So, like a um, K-pop, yeah, trio? it's a K-pop trio. So, I guess, yeah, I guess Red Velvet doesn't have to do it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> or or La Seraphim, um, they could have done it too. I think Yunjin and Chaewon could do some really good belts. They just don't have them do it enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh. Yeah, I I feel like maybe I didn't say any what the positives were about other than just saying I like this sound. But I, I for as far as the voices on this, I I think they did all sound great. Yunjin was the one who stood out to me, especially her line. So here's my key, where it's in like a higher note, and it's, it, it's really really pretty. Um, and I also liked when the a guitar would just kind of step in and they, there was like a, a delay on it and it's so infrequent, but I liked it when it was played. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, it has a, a great melody. Everything is good, but yeah. I, and I, I'm pretty sure I will listen to it actually even more than the title track. It's just, uh, yeah. So I, 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 I do still really enjoy this song. I think, yeah. I so wait. Ha- have you listened to Butterfly recently? And I really did. I it? okay. When I was reminded of it, I put it on again. I was like, nice. Okay. So, okay. 
I'm I'm excited to hear your thoughts about this song. Maybe like a couple months from now. See yeah. if you're coming back and be like, oh, you know what? I kind of like it more now. Yeah. Sure I will. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Steven, thank you for that commentary. But we're going to keep hearing you talk because we're going to move oh, on to it's... track. We're going to move on to track number four entitled No Celestial. And um, Steven, I think it's it's only right that we talk about this very sure. rock-heavy song starting with you. So what did you think? Did you um, did you listen to too much uh, early 2000s pop punk K-pop <laughs> nowadays? And so like, you're kind of like over it and everything. But uh, Or is this like… Uh, really unique and refreshing and like different for you. I mean, I guess for them, it is. It's kind of new for them, um, but it's definitely like on trend with today's K-pop. Um, and it is. It's a good song. I wouldn't put it in my my favorites. Um, it has like the very industry standard guitar sound that you would dial in for this uh, style of music. Um, and I think what the, what's great about this song is just how it sounds, they sound like they're more kind of free with how they're, they're singing. There are times when they are sound really playful and they're just really also embodying that their concept of, of confidence and like, kind of being carefree uh, that they they just sing they 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 allow some some fun into like their style of singing and uh, especially Unche she gets that fun line in the first uh line of the second verse um even in that chorus where it just jumps up for a little bit i i, I think i i really like hearing them do something kind of new with that with their voices Um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, Alan Mark, what about you? Were you getting, were you, were you feeling angsty listening to this? Did I'm it take you back angsty. to your, ele- <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Did take that back. Did, did you, were you transported to your elementary school days? Oh Lord. Yeah. Back when I was wearing band t-shirts when I wasn't wearing my school uniform. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, rebel. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a little bit, I don't know if it, directly reminded me of like that that pop punk era to me it actually reminded me more of like uh like disney channel like singer songwriter <laughs> no i don't mean that in a bad way though like i agree, no, 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 like, i understand i understand yeah. that like, when you say that like demi lovato yeah. alien age right right and yeah stuff. that's what it sounds like pop rock yeah pop. Yeah, um, yeah and it has like that simple kind of attitude and stuff like that so um yeah. so i think you know, that's that's initially <laughs> what it brought me back to. And I mean, um, particularly like there's one Demi Lovato album I really liked from back then too. But regardless, like, um, yeah, I think it works definitely for what it is. I think it's well produced in that sense. I think the tone of guitar felt right. It wasn't too like grungy in that sense because mm-hmm. I, I do like that it felt more electronic and uh, more in the background because uh, I think... It was more of a tone setter than it was like the um, sort of the highlight of the song because I feel like the vocal performance really was the highlight of the song here because because uh, yeah I think and especially showed during the comeback special too they performed it and 
you could tell how much fun they were having with it. And there really was like, I, I, you could really feel like a connection with them and this song. And um, like sort of maybe because of all the, the drama they had to deal with, you know, in the middle of the year, this song felt more of like the, the release and the, uh, um, the what's the word? And I know it. Yeah, I think they were able to like be finally feel like themselves more. Um, and yeah, and even then, like there were some flourishes with the vocals, like um, where they aren't fitting to standard like pop deliveries or like just sticking to like an actual like tone of notes. Like I think the second verse particularly, they do the um, there's the part that hold on, how does it go? Uh, it's after that cool chromaticism. The da 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 da. I'm like, yeah, that. Yeah. It works so well. So, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy this a lot. And yeah, um, I think just another good song. They, they, they keep hitting like these songs out of the park. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I agree with both of you. This, uh, this, this, uh, well, this is a fun song for me, um, specifically. I just, um, that's so funny you said the Disney Channel, like not the Disney Channel. You just mean the people that came out of that era. Yeah, I mean, Disney they Channel. did show those music videos on the Disney Channel oh, yeah, you're as right. commercial <laughs> breaks. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, yeah, um, and thinking about it that way, I think for those for those songs, I was kind of thinking like, oh, this, um, they're, they're, they're for actresses first, and then they, you know, Disney was like, here, do you want to sing also? Here, let, let's give you some songs or like let's have you perform a music video. But um, I think like, or, I don't know. I, I feel like like going back to what you're saying about the uh, the comeback uh, or performance, whatever. Um, I get that sense with the song itself. I don't feel like it, it's, it's nice because it doesn't feel like they're just phoning it in. Like you could even tell like they're enjo- enjoying themselves like taking a probably a break from their usual like type of music and so i'm sure they 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 came into the song with a little bit more energy and just um a little bit more playfulness and it it really comes through i mean um i have the line like i'm no i'm no freaking angel i'm no freaking goddess like in my head throughout this entire song it just it just stands out and like in and not only like you were mentioning the the guitars, Alan Mark, but like, yeah, I, I think that they got the tone correct. Like, every instrument sounds like exactly how it should be in this song, in this very rocky, pop rocky kind of song. Um, did somebody mention the bass line? I really love the bass line, bass and synth line in this song. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I keep, I feel like I keep talking about the fact that like we're getting used to. The anti-drops being a regular thing with the chorus. I love how this this song was just very traditional. Very like, you know, yeah, very traditional in the sense that it just leads up like very rapidly. It ra- like just ascends into like the very high energy uh, chorus, which is very, I think, um, emblematic of like rock songs or, you know, like, just the the fast fast rush and everything like that. So that so with that it it created like a really fun anthem that I again I see this like I mean it was already performed live, but man, what a great song to perform live like in your your tour or whatever like that. So just just a nice break. I mean, 
Yeah, I, th- 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 and that's what I was alluding to at the beginning of the, the discussion. I love how, like, Fearless was, or I'm Fearless was cool because it was like, the whole album was an image for them. But um, now we're getting to what we are seeing typically with K-pop out releases nowadays is where um, you really get to experiment with these B-sides. And I, I really enjoyed this experiment. Like, I... I would have never have thought to hear the sound from them, but since I have, it's fun, and I would love for them to explore it a little bit further. Yeah, they do the yeah. thing where they say they they repeat the first syllable of wor- words, like say they say the 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 danger, like you know something, something like that. It's like oh th- yeah, it's such a oh such a very rock, you know, um yeah, very rocky lyric to sing sing out loud, and it's cool. <laughs> it's just fun. Yeah. And we got to mention uh, Yoonjin who starts off the song. I She is, I think, the only member on this song who, mm-hmm. or she wrote it or helped write the song. So yep. I am glad she started it too. And I love how she sings those first lines because it it's a very, it's like a deliberate style kind of really channeling in a sort of rock lead singer I, I i think she's a real gem and they're very lucky to have her yeah oh yeah that reminds me they they even like add like the the right amount of distortion to the voices and everything it's just like it, it just it's exactly how this song should sound like yeah that's cool though um did you hear how Chaewon and yunjin were in a minor car accident on yes on wednesday Oh, I did not. Yeah. Just a very minor one. Yeah. The, the van that was transport oh. them. They they had my very very minor injuries. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Oh, you, you said okay. Yunjin. It reminded me of that. But they're fine. They're fine. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 No, nothing. But it's just it's very fresh. Like literally yesterday. So. Okay. Okay. Hope. Oh God. Hope. Hope and prayer. Uh, hope, hope for and speedy prayer. recovery. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And continued safety. Yeah. <laughs> Always okay. Make me scared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, it's okay. They're uh, anti-fragile, so <laughs> uh, they are Samuel Jackson. No, they're uh, I can't. Bruce who's Willis. The, who's Bruce the Willis. other guy? No, no, not Bruce Willis. Who's the the third guy in like Split or whatever? Uh, oh, McAvoy. Oh, James 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 McAvoy. Yeah. That's never mind. Forget it. Forget it. I just. I just like referencing things. I want to be an encyclopedia too. Okay. So let's talk about track number five. Good parts. Open parentheses. When the quality <laughs> is bad, but I am. <laughs> but, uh, that, you know what that reminded me of? The, the bowling guy. What do you think? You <laughs> I am. When the quality is bad, I am. <laughs> Close parentheses. Alamar, can you please start us off? <laughs> so we can end this episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is you know a nice closer. Uh, I I don't have a lot of notes here. It's just really nice to listen to. It is sort of like the nice come down from the rest of the album. That's a lot of like high energy stuff happening. Uh, so yeah, but I think it's like, um, yeah, I think just the pacing of it just really nice. It's pleasant. It feels the most like, um, it feels the most uh, like. American to me out of all these songs, actually, which is interesting. Um, 
But yeah, there's something about it that just feels... I don't, I don't, I don't want to say radio-friendly. I don't think it'd be like a single in that sense. But maybe a song where... I imagine like a TikTok that's just like... Uh, um, yeah. Where it's like a, a good, bunch of clips. Yeah. Of, like a montage of like quick clips of like of someone looking back in their past year, you know? Uh, that's what I see to the for, to this. So yeah, it's nice. Again, vocals like... Um, it doesn't. Their vocals don't feel overproduced, so um, they sound really nice here. Um, and yeah, I know. I, I also culture. don't really have that many notes except the same exact thing you just ended with, which is that I thought this was a fantastic closer as well. Um, it was just a chill, great time, and I felt really good while listening to it. Uh, if I could think of, because you know, I now that um, we're getting in our elder states era of our podcast because we're gonna about to, we're about to start year three guys so oh, man yeah it's uh-huh. it just so wild to think about um but i gotta i gotta figure out my shtick because al mark he drops the knowledge he's got everything he knows he knows every single name every single song steven you got you got you know music theory um producer knowledge whatnot you know what I'm gonna be? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the conceptual I'm be a guy. Star, star. I'm, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That too. I'm. I'm I, I also am gonna be a star. But I wanna. You, you and I. I wanna start. Yeah, I wanna start kind of describing these songs for people who maybe don't know other songs or maybe don't know <laughs> music theory. I wanna like give them an experience when I describe some of these songs. So I don't have that for this song. <laughs> but I will say that I thought of a beautiful springtime. You could even do it in the fall if you want. Just outside, maybe in a park. Just like having a picnic. All your friends. Everyone's dancing around. Laying on the grass. Laughter is being had. That's that That image in your head right now, listeners, that's this song for me. It just... There's nothing, um, there's nothing like really to say about it. It's just an ex- like a great end cap to the all the different adventures you went on with the song. So it's just, it just feels good to just come come to back to home base and just be listen to some like comfort song. So there's that. What, but yeah. That's just a roundabout way of me saying like I don't know anything, so I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm just gonna talk with the most simplistic words possible. Okay, Stephen, what uh what do you think about this uh this song? Yeah, I, I would say this song was the one that grew the most on me um, from when I first heard it, and I think it had to do with me also watching the documentary for the first time. And then I couldn't help but think of, think of uh, like whenever the chorus would come around, I would just think of when Sakura or was like, like Sakura was talking about how she heard people say she's not a good singer and like she was hurt by that. Mm-hmm. And then when Kazuha was when she started crying like during one of their practices, and then uh, I don't know, it just it I felt like I was just hearing them express like part of the difficulties of just going through maybe having these all these difficult moments during their training but I still think the song kind of 
feels more just candid and not with a, that much self-doubt or it, it's very just like understanding of where they are. Uh, and it's also a, a kind of short song. So it, it's like, it's almost fleeting any, any actual negativity, but they know it's, they, they like acknowledge any thoughts, but then it goes away, but it's very nice. But yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I like this song a lot. Uh, really don't have, much else to say? I think, I think like Unche and Kazuha, I do want to hear them sing more. <laughs> like, and yeah, I I hope we'll get some more from them because they sound very nice on this too. We, we know like what the other three can do, uh, but I just yeah, I want to hear some more from them too. All right, all right. Um, yeah, I think I think we're ready to close out, guys. Um, so, like always, we uh, like to have one last call before we uh, end the pod. So, I guess we'll go in sequential order. Um, Alan, Mark, you want to start us off? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess uh, going into this album, I was quite excited. Uh, you know, I did enjoy Fearless. Uh, you know, quite a bit. Uh, but also Fearless wasn't like, uh, I wouldn't say it's like a super standout debut for me, uh, honestly, compared to a lot of the other debuts we've, you know, had more or less recently, I, I think. Um, but I think leading up to this one, there was a little bit of, I guess, more excitement and different excitement. Maybe part of it is because they were able to put, uh, I guess, the scandals and stuff in, like behind them and really just focus on the music, which was, uh, I think, a nice little uh, touch. But yeah, I mean, I think even with that, uh, this album, I think, ended up surpassing my expectations, I think, I had for the group. Uh, and I think a part of it is that I feel like there was a lot more focus on the group themselves. It feels like not it's not just a concept that they were pushing out and just songs that they were pushing. Just uh, you know, just as a group that they that Source and Hive wanted to get out there, this really felt like um, like this feels truer to I think Les Seraphim as both a group and individuals. I think so. Uh, I'm excited to see where they go from here as they explore more of who they are as artists. Uh, you know, particularly here because um, we mentioned it with No Celestial, but um, three of the songs, Impurities, No Celestial, and Good Parts. Yunjin is credited as a songwriter. Sakura is also credited as a songwriter for good parts, you know. Um, so I'm happy that we're seeing them this early give them those reins. Uh, because, you know, oftentimes, and, you know, there's that double standard, like for some reason, girl groups aren't afforded that sort of freedom to write their own music as much as boy groups, you know, are in K pop. So I'm happy they're doing that, especially this early in their career. And I think they also were smart pairing the, um, like them uh, with some really well-known and good producers as well. Like Impurities has uh, Daniel Obi Klein and Charlie Taft, which also makes sense why that's so R&B and so good. You know, they wrote Luna's Eclipse. So there's that. Uh, yeah, No Celestial had Cassiopeia, Ellen Berg. 
you know, just a bunch of names that Stephen has rattled off in his credentials. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think so. I don't know. It's just uh, I, I'm happy with where they're going, and I'm excited to see where they end up going in the end. Um, you know, uh, and I think after listening to this album a bunch of times, I would say "Anti Fragile" is my favorite song on this on this EP. Wow. Okay. Um, so I think I am, if Alamark loves Red Velvet the most, I might like Les Seraphim the most out of the three of us, right? Okay. I, I think yeah, that's I think, the, yeah. I think that, might I, that might be the, might be fair to say. So, um, lots to live up to with this album. I very much, um, I'll be honest, I think I still like I'm Fearless more, um, as a, experience and package i don't know why there's something i listened to that album so many times already at this point and um i don't see myself doing the same with this so i'm gonna cherry pick the songs that i really really enjoy which is anti-fragile and impurities and um and like that's it that's you know that's really it i mean i um again no celestial and good parts when they come on i'll recognize it enjoy it cool but I only added anti-fragile and impurities to my playlist. When with I'm fragile, I added every song. I even added world is your oyster, my oyster, whatever. Um, and so that being said, I don't think this is a work. I don't think this is necessarily a downgrade. I just think it's the re, a, a, a re, not a reimagining, but just I, I think. With the first album, they had an idea, they had a concept, they had the amount of people, they had just a night like a vision for the group, and they kind of had to reset themselves a little bit. And because of that, I think I don't know if they're they're like okay. So with anti fragile and like um, impurities, I still felt the same energy from uh, I'm fearless. Um, but with these other songs, I think I've kind of thinking they're they're kind of exploring a little bit more of who this what this group can be i mean obviously you don't want to stick to the same concept for too long you always want to mix it up um but yeah i i think with that if they keep going down the anti-fragile route i would love that because that for me feels like an extension of um that i'm fearless album like that that just I I I I came to them thinking like, oh, they don't sound like anything I'm used to, and like some of these songs did sound like uh, very similar songs to other songs. Um, but I, I I that's just me trying to say that I I don't necessarily think I I would come back to this album all the time, but it get, makes me very hopeful that this group is already. Uh, unstoppable already a powerhouse like right out the gate and like I I I love the way they sound I love the kind of like elevation that they brought um, with anti-fragile and I, I just love how um, even as a five member group they didn't skip a beat like it still sounds um, they sound as great if not better than they did or more they sound more you know 
together, I guess, as a group. Even though, like you were saying, Alamar, you 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 could pick out more of their voices this time around. But I I I'm I'm starting to um, enjoy them beyond like the shiny new object. I'm starting to see uh, who they really are as a group, and I feel like as like personalities, they're all just incredible. Like they're all can stand on their own. Um, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I just, what I'm trying to say, sorry, uh, say, I was just saying a whole bunch of things. What I'm trying to say is that I have not faltered in my love of this group. It's only strengthened. Um, and so I just want to see them, um, continue, uh, kind of still doing the experiments, but still not losing, um, this title track energy that they are carrying that they have now carried to a second album. So um, I would love another album or another song that just uh, flips my head um, and extends this group even further. So um, yeah, that's what I feel. Okay. Steven, sorry. Now you get to end. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll talk a bit about how, how I felt about fearless too. I, I actually really liked it, uh, particularly Sour Grapes and Blue Flame. I think those are two great, great songs. Um, so I kind of had high expectations coming in uh, for this album. Um, and then, yeah, going back to that that documentary where they had the meeting with, where they show their meetings with like the managers and some of the I guess people on the artistic side or people who are like planning out their concept, which really feels like they're planning their, their brand identity almost. Um, it got me thinking about uh, one of the criticisms of the, the coach of the current U S men's national team, Greg Berhalter uh, and how one of these criticisms, especially in the last few months is that he has stuck to a specific system of playing um, and getting players who will like fit the system uh, but instead of with a national team that has less time to gel instead of just getting all of their best players uh, and finding a system that works for them so he's stuck on his system and and people are kind of thinking you need to be more flexible than that. So I, I kind of think what this album does is kind of strike a balance between that. Um, where I, And I think that's ex- expressing something very similar to what Alan Mark was saying in his um, last call, that we're hearing more of like what the group or the individuals in, in the group um, <clears throat> want to express musically, but they're still really keeping their their whole concept and brand identity that we know that they've, they've like the company has thought about and planned out even before they had I think the people for it so uh, I, I think the, the, al- the album succeeds there and the album also had a really strong first impression on me as did Fearless but I think my, my thoughts kind of cooled after my the first listen uh, but I still think this is a really strong second sophomore effort. Um, and there's really just more to come from them, I think. Um, I, I mentioned that I think they're setting a high bar for themselves for t- like 
their lead singles uh, with Anti-Fragile. A hype bar? Oh, man. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think they are, are just, they are, they're part of this very remarkable class of rookies we have this year. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I'm just like awaiting their next thing. I think, I think like I could have waited even more for this, but I was very happy it came. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like some of the members are, are, are going to be destined for, for great things. I think, uh, yeah, again, Kaza Onche showed a lot of promise vocally. I'm maybe not even convinced about them as rappers so much, but I want to hear, I think they will actually improve a lot um, in their next comeback. So that is what I'm also looking forward to. Um, but they, they're, yeah, I, I like them a lot. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Uh, you can catch more episodes of How You Can Eat on all of your favorite podcast platforms. You can follow us uh, at How You Can Eat. Uh, wait. Oh, my God. What did I just say? Oh, sorry. On your favorite podcast platforms. I've just been so… My mind somewhere else. Um, you can follow us at How You Can Eat on all of your favorite uh, social platforms. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And you can even email us how you can eat at gmail.com to email us anything you want, feedback, questions, if you want to be a part of the pod, anything specifically to Steven, anything goes. Well, we can't, oh, sorry, we are so excited you decided to stick around and dine with us on this wonder, wonderful, wonderful episode of La Seraphim. And we really hope you enjoyed your stay and we as your leaders can't wait to have you back next time so for alamark steven and i it has been our absolute pleasure being your leaders this week so long stay safe and we'll see you next feast see ya lovey 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 dovey dovey dovey